story that during the harsh and almost unbearable winter of 1777, when the cold, hungry, and discouraged Continental Army was encamped at Valley Forge, General George, what looked like Washington was walk, walking among his troops. The soldier had taken out a little apart from the others, huddled, lit the first night's candle, recited the blessings, and sat down to watch the small flame dance merrily in the night. General Washington approached the soldier and asked him what he was doing. The soldier, startled, jumped up and exclaimed that and celebrate and explained that he was Jewish, commemorating the miraculous victory of the first night's centuries ago. From, a, um, from the tyranny of a much better equipped and more powerful enemy who had sought to deny them their freedom. The soldier expressed his confidence that just as, with the help of God, the Jews of ancient times were ultimately victorious, so too they would be victorious in their just cause for freedom. The two shook hands, and before leaving, General Washington thanked the soldier of those little flames, his name and address, and then disappeared impossible. By the inspiration. Then goes on that a year later, on the first night of Hanukkah, 1778, this Jewish veteran was sitting in his home on Broom Street in New York City. The door. To her astonishment, uh, suddenly his wife like rose up to get to the door, and to her astonishment, there stood President George Washington. He greeted them and commented on the menorah that was in the window. And he said, That flame. And your remarkable words kindled a light and more words in dark and bitter night, he reminisced, spurred me on with new hope. And then, and these words, President Washington placed on the table a gold medal upon which was engraved a Hanukkah menorah with one light burning, and upon the medal was inscribed as a sign of thanks for the light of your candle, George Washington. Over the years, people have tried to suggest different names for Captain Isaac Levy or Private Osher Pollock of the 2nd Rhode Island Battalion, all of whom, 1778, when in a meeting Washington had at the home of Michael Hart, a Jewish merchant in Easton, Pennsylvania, which Hart's daughter recorded in her diary, that Washington described his meeting with this Jewish soldier. Many, of course, have argued that since aspects of this story cannot completely be verified, what is definitely true is that General Washington's Continental Army arrived at Valley Forge that December in 1777. His army was on the brink of collapse, and many feared the American Revolution was over. Many people criticized Washington on his choice to camp at Valley Forge, and his troops were struggling to build enough shelter. If you've never read up on the American Revolution, I encourage you to do so. And David McCullough's 1776, which reads like a novel. It's amazing and riveting. It, it doesn't read like history, even though it's so well-researched. You'd realize that we barely, <laughs> barely won that war. Things only and the people were ready to give up. One can only imagine what was going through General Washington's mind as he walked among his troops that night. He desperately needed a little hope and a little inspiration to overcome the storm that was festering against them. Tomorrow, we know, means dedication. This is why many uh, Christian or English translations of the Bible say the Feast of Dedication, right? And a lot of people read that, the Feast of Dedication, and don't connect it to Hanukkah, right? Hanukkah and it's a, exactly, John 10, which we'll read in just a moment. 
The Hanukkah and its associated stories are first recorded in the apocryphal books of Maccabees. Hanukkah recalls the triumphant events of the Maccabees and the rededication of the temple in Jerusalem following its desecration. But the book of Hanukkah recalls two primary miracles. What are the miracles? The two? What's one? Any order? What it? Okay, the miracle of oil. What's the other one? That we won. That we won. Exactly. <laughs> right? That a small untrained of the Syrian army that was vastly outstanding is that the, according to the oldest traditions of Hanukkah, the ones recorded in the books of Maccabees, the heroic acts of the Maccabees and the rededication of the temple are the primary emphasis of this story. Interestingly, the miracle of oil does not actually appear in the books of Maccabees. I know I was in college when I... The, ref, the first reference to the miracle of oil is found in the Talmud centuries later. Doesn't mean it's not true, it's just mean that's the first recording of it. The Talmud states that the forces of Antiochus were driven from the temple and that only a single container of ritual olive oil used to light the menorah was found, which still contained the official unbroken seal of the Kohen Gadol, the high priest. There was only enough oil for one day in order to create miraculously burned in the temple burning continuously. The gospel re records, the gospels record that Yeshua himself observed Hanukkah, as we mentioned a moment ago. Then in John chapter 10, in verse 20, begin reading, It was winter, and Yeshua was walking around inside the temple area in Shlomo's colonnade, in Solomon's colonnade. So the Judeans surrounded him and said to him, how much longer are you going to keep us in suspense? If you are the Messiah, tell us publicly. And Yeshua answered them, I have. But the reason you don't trust is that you are not included among my sheep. My sheep listen to my voice. I recognize them and they follow me. And I give them eternal life. They will absolutely never be destroyed and no one will snatch them from my hands. I, given them to me, is greater than all. And once again, the Judeans picked up rocks in order to stone him. And Yeshua answered, you have seen me do so many wonderful good things that reflect the Father's power. For replied, we are not stoning you for any good deed, but for blasphemy, because you who are only a man are making yourself out to be God. So how did we get here? <laughs> It is no accident that Yeshua chose the beginning of Hanukkah to proclaim his messiahship as well as his deity. It says that a number of Jews gathered around him and were saying to him, and Yeshua answered them, how long are you going to keep us in suspense? Me, The works that I do in my father's name, please testify of me. I and the father are one. At this, it says they picked up rocks to stone him. Because in addition to being a festival of dedication, Hanukkah is also a festival of lights. Lights. This is why in modern light plays a stream within both Hanukkah and the message of Yeshua. For example, in John 8, verse 12, it says, Vayosef Yeshua And Yeshua spoke to them again, saying, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of his life. The temple was called the light of the world. Is because this thing was huge, right? It was at least, you know, a story or two tall. 
And it was continually burning. And that's why it's also called the Ner Tamid, the eternal light. And the only time it was ever not burning was when they were cleaning it and you know, putting new wicks inside of it. And then they would relight it and it warmer and you burning. And what were the wicks that were used? Hold up here. And usually, can somebody make it just a tad? So the wicks that were used to burn, even I'm the menorah, that when the priests, remember, especially on Yom Kippur, the high priest could only wear his garment once. Well, what do you do with the holy garment? Well, they would use that, tear it up, and that would become the wicks that would be used in order to light the menorah. So this thing was placed in the courtyard of the temple, and the temple at the time, you have to understand that Herod's temple, but it was considered a place that you needed to see before you die, right? It was one of the ancient wonders of the world. And the center building was made of white marble. And remember, the highest point in the city of Jerusalem was the Temple Mount. Everybody looked up to the temple. And so when you had this huge menorah that was like, really, really tall, and when it shone bright, a huge menorah that is a couple stories tall, how much light that would emit. And then bouncing off the white marble of the temple, the entire temple mount lit up during Hanukkah. And that's why people called it the light of the world, that from the light of the world, the entire, not only world, but the universe. And now Yeshua says, I'm the light of the world. That same light, that gives light to the world, I'm actually the source of that light. And you can understand why people wanted to pick up stones and throw, and throw them at him and stone him because he's proclaiming something. Yeshua is proclaiming to our people not only the light of redemption, but the light of hope. Rabbi Hugo Grin was a child in Auschwitz when his father melted the precious margarine ration to light a Hanukkah candle. Hugo protested, and he's, you can live three weeks without food, but you cannot live for three minutes without hope. Live in hope. At the time Yeshua spoke these words, when he said, I am the light of the world, our people were living under Roman occupation and oppression. They desperately needed a message of hope. Similar to how General Washington and the Continental Army felt in the winter of 1777 and to reflect 78 of hope and redemption. Matthew 5 states, no one lights a lamp and puts it under a basket, but rather on a lampstand, and it gives light for all who are in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before all people so that they may see of that light. Glorify your Father. We must take up the torch and proclaim the light of Mashiach. One of the things I love about Hanukkah is what are you supposed to do with your menorah after you light it? It's supposed to go in a window. Why? Because light isn't actually, it's partly for you, a witness and a testimony to God's miracles and acts of redemption. In the same way, we're supposed to be that light, to light up the world. It's not for us to hide, it's for us to shine. Tyrants and enemies cannot quench that, what we call the Pentelayid, this Jewish spark and the spark of Messiah that is in all of us, nor the light of Mashiach. How the ultimate message of Hanukkah is a message that is not only possible, that no matter at hand, when you feel the most defeated, outnumbered, 
or completely irrelevant, the message of Hanukkah tells us, yes, we can. As we commemorate the dedication of the Beit HaMikdash of Torah, may we also serve unto God and ma'asim tovim, acts of loving kindness towards all. Isn't that really what the holiday season is all about? Last week we were talking about that just as be, right before I got up to give sacking, which Monique shared with me that she just, my brain just about the rant of, of Nessa Synagogue in Beverly Hills, uh, which I've been to and even spoken there. And uh, it's an Orthodox synagogue that was completely ransacked, that there were prayer books that were torn and strewn all over. Furniture was toppled over. The Torah scrolls were ripped apart and spread out all over this. Nine Torah scrolls, people. And there was a lot of damage. And just following that, this week, this week, there was vandalism and spray paint called the University of Jews. Kinds of horrible anti-synagogues and institutions here were vandalized. If you're not Jewish, you don't understand how the rise of anti-Semitism over the last two years has really gone. A place that we thought common in places like New York for Jews to become unsafe, eaten up. Not for any other reason, but simply because they're Jewish. Tensions threaten to tear our country apart politically, emotionally, spiritually. There's so much at the involved in our lives personally as we face financial challenges or whatever it is that is happening in your life and there's no way out. The discouragement, the criticism, we've all felt it before. Once stood, yet we have an opportunity to shine. Since the days of the Mac, then the menorah observed the eight days of Hanukkah. Because Hanukkah is indeed a festival of light. It recalls not only our redemption from tyranny and oppression, but it is also a story of hope, of redemption and covenant faithfulness. So too, we are able to overcome the forces in life that work against us. We have to always, always, always remember what Paul encouraged us in Romans 8.37, that we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. Tomorrow night is the first night of Hanukkah. So as you light the first candle, as we increase the light through each of the eight nights, so too I pray that the light of Messiah within you would also multiply over the course of these next eight days. And joining us tomorrow night, and please join us here tomorrow night at the synagogue for our congregational Hanukkah celebration. As we begin celebrating Hanukkah and continue through these coming days, May each one of us experience the tremendous light of a joyous season. Happy Hanukkah and Shabbat Shalom. Avinu, our Father, I pray that we would really days of Hanukkah. That for those who are feeling discouraged, demoralized, criticized, faced like you're up against a wall, whether emotionally, financially, whatever it is, that I pray for the light of Mashiach would break through the darkness. That the light of this joyous holiday season would burn bright within us 
and that the light of Mashiach would glow so brightly through each and every one of us that it would light up the world around us. God, we thank you that so many willing to look back even in our own lives that we would see your hand at work. It's difficult during those hard times to ask God able to look back. He was right there the whole time, even when we didn't feel it. God, help us to trust in you, especially when our feelings are deceiving. Help us not to rely. May this Hanukkah truly be a light in a dark time. A light in the world. The light of Mashiach. May your presence and your spirit go forth this time and this season. We pray all of this in the name of Yeshua. Amen. So please rise with me as we turn in our prayer books to page 85 for the Elenu. is doing Mm. Ah, Leno la Shabbat, 